if you remember, it's been so long, but back in January and February, we started this project for the year of working our way chronologically through the Gospel of Matthew, which you recall is my favorite gospel. But on March 2nd, we sort of stopped in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, and now we're picking up again. So we are now in chapter 11. Today's selection is a beloved passage I've, uh, as a priest, I have only preached at five funerals, but three of the families have chosen this passage for commemorating their loved one. And actually, all three of those families were at the nine o'clock mass. Um, so that is our passage today. The first reading is always chosen in reflection of that. But I think that's the reason we chose that song today. It sort of relates to that, because that's also the song we sing on Palm Sunday. And actually, Matthew referred to our scripture passage on Palm Sunday. But it's chosen today, I think, because it's a message of humility, which ties in very well with our gospel passage. But I'm going to focus on the second reading today, because we are also going to work our way through the letter to the Romans this summer. And today we start the first of five weeks on the eighth chapter of Romans. This is one of the most important passages in the entire Bible. I hope you did your homework the last couple months where I asked you to pray to and with the Holy Spirit. The word spirit is in the second reading six times today, okay? So I was thinking ahead. I wanted to get you prepped for that. Okay, if you are like some people, I won't mention any names, um, the second reading, sometimes people tune out because it's not a story like the first reading in the gospel. It's theology. The thing to do is ask yourself, how does this relate to my life story, my faith story? That's where we're going today. After Jesus Christ, who is the person in the last 2,000 years who has done more to help us understand Christianity than any other person? I would argue that it's St. Paul. There were other early disciples who wrote down their thoughts, but it is only Paul who has at least seven letters of his included in the New Testament. Another six books of the Bible were either written by Paul or by his followers. Paul's writings are essential to our understanding of the faith. And ideas don't get much more essential than today's passage. Paul said, we must live in the Spirit not in the flesh. Now, that is a phrase that most of us hear and we're tempted to interpret in more secular ways. And I don't say more modern ways because actually these ideas go back to several philosophies that existed in Greek culture before the time of Jesus. If we do have any philosophy majors in the room, these are Platonism, Stoicism, and Gnosticism, which were all philosophies that taught that the material world was evil and that only otherworldly pursuits were good. But that is not our Judeo-Christian belief. We believe that everything that God creates is good. How could the material world created by God and our bodies created by God be intrinsically bad? But we as Catholics are guilty of this soul-good, body-bad theology when we praise only the saints who fled the world and had very little to do with day-to-day living. Our lives can be holy while we work, 
while we live in the real world, while we deal with the complexities of everyday life. If you need further proof, just look to Paul himself. Paul was a man of words, but he was also a man of action. We believe he walked thousands of miles in his life. His hands were calloused from being a canvas maker. He encouraged other people to use their worldly talents for the good of the church. He asked Lydia to bankroll his travels away from her hometown. He asked Phoebe to use her business connections to deliver messages for him, including the message we have today, the letter to the Romans. He asked Prissa and Aquila to be his advanced team, to go to new cities, to set up new Christian communities before he got there. Paul lived a life of the Spirit, but he also lived an earthy, physical life. Now, how do we reconcile Paul's life with our gospel passage today? Jesus says that God reveals the truth to the childlike. But Paul said when he became a man, he put aside childish things. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. But Paul suffered imprisonments, beatings, shipwrecks, inhospitable weather, hunger, and robbery. His yoke was anything but easy. Well, I think the first thing to know is that the Greek word that we translate as easy has nothing to do with weight. It's about fit. Perhaps we could paraphrase Jesus accurately by saying, you are well suited to carry this yoke. The key for us might be determining who or what has made the yoke that we carry. Do we carry a yoke of the flesh? Are we caught up in the rat race, working for the man, running ragged to accumulate material pleasures? Such a yoke may lead to a spiritual death. Yet life in the spirit can also burden us with a yoke of complexity, even if we live in the spirit. We might be doing the same things, but if we have a different attitude, it will turn out very differently. If God has entrusted us with caring for other people, we may work very hard to provide for them. Our labor at work may help to bring forth the kingdom. And those of us who play as hard as we work, our leisure may praise God, the God of all good things. Now, as I mentioned last December, the founder of the Paulist Fathers, servant of God Isaac Hecker, gave his most famous homily on a similar topic. He was preaching about St. Joseph. Joseph was a person of action. And talk about complexity. He found himself as the human protector of God. There were no guidebooks, there were no instruction manuals on how to do that. Joseph had to open himself up to the Holy Spirit and make it up as he went along. Isaac Hecker said, It is the obligation of each one of us to live in the Spirit in our workplace, in the marketplace, in our homes, and in all of our relationships. We must testify that the world is holy. 
Now, I can't help but pass up this opportunity to plug the Paulist Associates. We have two of them in the room. Um, it's a group of about 15 people from four different parishes in the city of Knoxville who gather once a month to discuss how to live in the spirit in their daily lives. More information will be available in September. As adults, we must embrace the complexities of our lives. Like Paul, Joseph, Lydia, Phoebe, Prissa, and Aquila, our yokes may not be lightweight, and the path we plow may not be straightforward. But the one who gave us the yoke has a plan. Maybe if we could see things from the Holy Spirit's viewpoint, maybe it wouldn't seem so complicated. If we can trust in the Spirit's direction with a childlike faith, surely everything we do can praise the God of all good things.